Hello humans, welcome to The Frontline, a leadership and business podcast brought to you by Peregrine Corporate Services, an Isle of Man-based fiduciary provider. My name is Martin Hall, thanks for listening. Today, I'm joined by Andy Wood, founder and director of ETC, ETC Tax. Thanks for joining me today, Andy. Hi Martin, no problem. Uh, so as I normally start with guests, just to get, get a bit of background to, to, to themselves, where did you grow up, your early days, schooling, that type of thing? Yeah, so, so I'm originally uh, from from Yorkshire, a place near uh, Castle, well, a place called Castleford, which is, is is near Leeds. And generally speaking, when I was growing up, people only knew where it was if they followed rugby league. So um, it's a rugby league town. Uh, more recently, because they uh, probably well, say more recently, about 10, 15 years ago, they built a big um, indoor ski centre there. So. Perhaps at the other sort of end of, uh, end of the, the demographic scale, uh, skiers also know where Castleford is as well. So uh, it's probably a, a large bit in the middle. But yeah, I, I grew, up, grew up there um, and, and, and basically left when I, I went to university when I, when I was 18 and haven't been back a great deal since then, it has to be said, because my, uh, my family have, have pretty much all moved away from there now. All right, okay. And when you went to uni, where did you go to uni? I went to York, so it wasn't a, okay. a, wasn't a huge. <laughs> it, it wasn't a in terms of uh, it geographically, wasn't a long way at all. But um, it, it was very different, um, uh, a, a very different life being at, at university in York and some of the people that um, you, you, you mix with. So it may as well have been on the other side of the um, right. the planet. It meant I could, you know, had, I, I could sort back of with your washing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what were you studying there? I studied English, um, which, in terms of the career path I've, I've gone down, might um, might uh, might sound, sound sound strange. But no, I, 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 in the absence of having any idea of what I might want to do in life, I decided I'd, I'd do something which I enjoyed, which was English. And I, but I think by the time I'd finished my degree, I didn't want to read a book. Yeah, um, right. Sometimes, so. <laughs> yeah. Funny enough, I was chatting to someone yesterday, and it was that exact same conversation about going to uni and perhaps still at that age, not knowing exactly where, where, where the career path lies. So they pick, pick, yeah, something that's, yeah. I guess, suits their needs at that time, but that, that changes over time. Uh, well, so I then, think, um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 sorry to interrupt, but I, I, I generally, genuinely don't, don't, didn't really have any uh, career uh, aspirations, which sounds a bit um, un, unimaginative. I, I, I know. Um, I think when I was about, when I was much younger, I wanted to be a, a cartoonist and an illustrator and a, and then a journalist, and then I, I probably found out how, how much those people tended to get paid. <laughs> so probably uh, uh, started again. But I was literally—I remember feeling that I had to go on a a mission to the uh, the job, the, the, the university sort of career centre um, in my last week at, uh, at Union, sitting there and reading through all the um, you know, the brochures that the milk round and, and things had produced. Yeah. So I, I really didn't have any, any idea at all. No, I, I tell a story to, to friends that uh, early on, I wanted to be a fighter jet pilot. So yeah, career, career, career <laughs> advisor of 14, probably, uh, probably just rolled his eyes and walked out of the room. He was probably right to as well. So that, then you transitioned into work. Where did you first start working? And work? Yeah, so I first, I first started at, um, I, I did a couple of sort of very like, temp jobs when I needed to get a bit of money after I um. Uh, I, I graduated. Very fortunate, actually. And after I graduated, I went on a cricket tour to um, uh, to, to, to Barbados uh, with the cricket team. I, I, I came back um, with a nice suntan, but with absolutely nothing left in my pocket. <laughs> so I think I, 
I went to read recruitment and said, yeah, you need to find me a job. I need some money. So I, I did a few temp jobs, but I suppose my first sort of, um, uh, sort of stop on, on, on the career ladder was with Arthur Anderson, uh, God rest its soul. Um, so that would have been back in 1999, 2000, give or take. Um, and then I moved on to uh, Ernst & Young uh, in, in London, where I spent uh, you know, a few sort of happy years, really. And, but both of those were, were sort of tax, tax roles, private client tax roles. Yeah, so that, that first step then into the, into the tax space, was that sort of conscious decision or was that more, I just need a job <laughs> or a bit of both? Um, well, I... I I'm I'm yet to, to meet a, a tax person who 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 had any design of of going into um into tax. I think it's just where people and wash up and you know, some people like it and some people have an aptitude. But I don't think anybody has that burning ambition. My oldest brother, he's um he's he, he's a barrister actually. He's one of these really weird people who I think at the age of eleven or twelve had actually had decided he wanted to become. Uh, a, 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 a barrister, I think he'd been watching Rumpole of the Bailey or something like that. But he, yeah, he, he, he stuck to that all, all the way through. There was no, um, no, no deviation from, um, from his career, from his career plan. But I think, yeah, I mean, I, I, I enjoy um, tax and enjoy the people that I met. But I think it's probably, well, it, it certainly is um, luck rather than any kind of um, yeah. you know, plan that I, I put into action. And those early years with Arthur Anderson, etc. Do you remember any mentors at that kind of time that helped you kind of carve? Um, carve your I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't say that. Um, I, certainly, no, no, no formal mentors. But I, certainly, there were uh, some people who um, uh, who showed an interest. Uh, and again, I don't, I don't want to disparage big, big, big firms, but sometimes it, it can be very. Um, easiest to go about your business with people taking very little interest in you whatsoever so I always remember the people who who showed an interest and sat down and helped yeah. and there was a chap called Mark at Ernst, Ernst & Young in London and I think he was from he's certainly from York I, I seem to remember he was from from Hull but he you know, kind of took me under his wing and, and took me along to client meetings and really you know sort of uh, fed my sort of inquisitiveness and eagerness believe it or not I once was eager um, yeah. <laughs> eagerness um, to, to, to learn and and I think it's, it's people like that you remember I wouldn't necessarily have thought of them as a formal mentor but I suppose that that, that perhaps does fit the definition yeah okay and then you mentioned that I mean how you then moved on to, to some of the big four firms uh, how was how did you find working for those in that scenario again i mean if, if, you, if, yeah, if you look at my cv i, I spent yeah pretty much all, all of my my, my career in uh, gainful employment anyway with um with with, with big firms I, I never really uh felt particularly at home in in in, 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 in big in big firms i think that the, the more you you went up the food chain i mean I, and because I, I, I was primarily interested in the work and and, and the clients uh, and trying to find the work um but the the the, the more and more you moved up uh, the food chain the more it became about um uh you know, ma you know managing your own career a dreadful um expression and you spent more and more time dealing with that and actually dealing with the work itself which i always found uh, frustrating yeah, yeah right 
I suppose that transitions nicely into kind of the present day and the, the, your own business. So where, where did that original idea come from? Was that sort of brewing inside of this, these bigger firms aren't quite my fit. I need to, I need to look elsewhere. Well, I mean, I, mean, I, I, I left um, to set up my own business from, 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 from Grant Thorns. I must say, I, I really enjoyed uh, working at Grant Thorns. Probably on there about three years, worked with some really good people. Um, and you talk about, you know, we talk about mentors uh, before, but there's a great guy there called John Lobel, who you may, you may well have come across in, um, in, in your sort of uh, day job, but it was just a you know, great guy. And yeah, the best... Um, tax person I ever worked with. Like, I'm, ha- I'm quite happy to sing his praise now because he, he retired last year. So the competition, <laughs> the competition um, uh, it, it isn't there. But um, uh, yeah, GT was a really good firm um, and really, uh, yeah, really well set up to deal with the type of clients that I like dealing with, which was you know, active entrepreneurial fo- folk, which despite perhaps a little bit of lip service, I don't think um, uh, the bigger firms that I'd worked at previously really were kind of um, set up to deal with those. I think um, working in, you know, in those private client uh, teams for those firms, you're a bit of, you know, um, uh, uh, yeah, you're a bit of an ugly sister really. And, 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 and kind of there, if, if one of the big corporate clients, somebody wanted a bit of, um, uh, personal advice so you know that, that, that's that, that's my view but I, I enjoy my time at Grant Thornton but I, I, I think I'd, I'd done my course really working for for, for, for large firms and um, it just just one day to say you know what yeah I'm going I'm going to try my own thing worst case scenario is I have to come back and you know get 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 a job again somewhere which people say to me oh god you yeah you're, you're so it's quite a brave decision to do it, mm-hmm. but really was that was the thought process I went through, which I think actually on reflection is quite it's quite a negative, <laughs> quite a negative yeah. way of saying yeah. business when when you've got facts of what the worst case scenario is rather than being, you know what there's um there's money in them that, that them hills and I I've had um uh, yeah, yeah, sort of business contacts who have come to me and and and, and said you know we're we're setting up a thing of we're setting up our own business we're going to uh, take the, the, some, some members of staff with us we're going to you know, borrow you know, a few hundred thousand pounds from the bank you know, have you got any advice and, I, and i've said in the past that you're asking the wrong person i didn't do any of those i i, I literally went and camped in my uh, spare bedroom for, for for six months and um uh, and, and, and 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 literally that was it so i always knew that no i didn't have the cost that I, I could go back and it doesn't sound like um particularly heroic, heroic but that's that, that's the truth really uh, in, in terms of uh, what I could deliver for clients, I, I was always certain I, I could offer uh, a level of service which people would expect um, in a bigger firm. Um, and I, yeah, I could do it at, at, at a lower cost. Um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I was fortunate enough that my boss had said, anybody wants to work with Andy Wood, then they, they, they can do it you know, as long as I wasn't. You know, yeah. taking the, the the mickey and sort of you know trying to trying to scalp a few clients um so i had a few came with me and and and, and that's where it started really and, and those early days in the spare rooms did you have doubts about it at all or was it just head down and no, not 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 really and in, in in many ways it's a, in, in some ways it's, it, it's gone um, other than i've got a lot of people in the house with me at the moment now and and then i was by myself as everybody else was was 
uh, was out of the house. We're kind of in the same position where we are working from home and, and, and not <laughs> not venturing out. Whereas, uh, you know, back when I set up, well, just over nine years ago, uh, you're right. I was I, I was sat in my, my my spare bedroom listening to the radio, and that's all I had for company. And I think it was when I started you know, talking to the radio that I, I decided I had to get some office space. And, and 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 some people around me. <laughs> yeah. So so transitioning to that 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 first because inevitably to ramp the business up, you then start need to employing people, which just brings a whole new dynamic to. You know, I'm sure you're very customer focused, and suddenly if there's other things to deal with from recruitment to to staff. How did you find? How did you find? Um, that I transition? think I think yeah, I th- I think that's that's when it gets get gets difficult. It gets difficult because you you really have to start properly uh, managing your your finances um uh you're inevitably clearly going to see your sort of profit margin dip as soon as you you take somebody on and clearly if you take somebody on you're you're not you're hopefully that you're not going to be working in a spare bedroom because it's going to probably lend you in all kinds of problems um so you're very quickly going from what what is quite a lean uh, uh yeah, machine uh with low outgoings to to something where you've got those those those, those fixed costs, which are, you know, will, will, should should um, uh, focus the, the mind. Once you start taking you know taking on, I suppose, the more senior people, which probably was something we first did, I don't know, four or five years ago. So you're looking at um, uh, people who are out there with their own contacts and uh, and when winning work and, and, and doing work so that you, you no longer have perhaps full, full sight over, over, over work in progress and, and, and the pipeline and what's been built, then, then, then you know, running a business, I think, then does become uh, an exercise in itself. And I'll be completely honest, the running of the business and the managing of staff never been something i'm sure it won't come as a surprise to my staff has never been something which is particularly um uh, you know been my my cup of tea and i'm i'm, I'm very fortunate that um and, uh, and perhaps it might surprise a few people that my wife works in the business and she pretty much um uh, takes care of the running and managing of the business, which which really frees me up to you know do the client do what work, you could at, yeah. yeah meet clients you know uh, and, and and think about building the business because it can be very difficult about thinking about building the business when you get sucked into all these other issues. And those those during those different transitions from ramping the business up, did you always have? Did you always sit and put sort of strategic business plans together? Or were you comfortable enough with kind of general of here's where the income's coming, here's where the clients are to to not go into to maybe get bogged in, bogged down in numbers and more go with maybe a gut instinct at times? Yeah, I think I, I, I've always um, gone for gut instinct, and again, I think it's where the partnership of myself and Angela does work, and I'm I'm good in good instinct. Yeah, I'll try anything. Uh, once in terms of what yeah what what we do as a business, she's very much more a sit down plan. We'll have a business plan, um, and I think and I think we both um, you know, cl- clearly you know understand that you put something down at the beginning of your your business plan, you can pretty much guarantee that six months into that plan, you know, the the reality is um, completely different. But yeah. I, I do think it's a good exercise to sit down and think about the business and putting together a business plan 
it allows you to do that. So it's not really the out outcome that I think is important. It's more the fact that you've taken the time to think about it. And we've we've had um, uh, yeah, a couple of, I suppose I'd describe myself as business coaches over uh, the, the years, um, you know, and this might not be the particular the, the testimonial they were looking for, but they've been good exercises. But I think that's purely been because it has meant if they've come in every week or every two weeks, it's meant we've had time thinking and talking about the business. It really, it really could have been hosted by a crash test dummy. It would yeah. have just, we would have still have gone through the same thought process if, if that, 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 that makes sense. Yeah, no, uh, otherwise, otherwise you can go weeks and months without really thinking about where you go as a business. Absolutely. The, uh, the networking side of things, obviously again, starting from scratch and that building that network and, and, and where you are now, sort of tips for people that they're listening to, you know, that, that you use for networking. Is it, is it, for you, is it just connect with people, meet people, chat yeah. with people type philosophy, I, build a relationship I, yeah, I, that way? I, 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 think, I, I think it is, you know, and, and make them as a great surprise. But I'm, I'm, I'm no, certainly no Jordan Belfort. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm not particularly the most, um, as we were saying just before we started, I'm not necessarily the most sociable person uh, in, 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 in the world but I think in our industry and I'm talking about yeah, tax but probably probably applies to anybody in sort of accounting and professional services I think it's a very small percentage of people who are incredibly extrovert and out there and you know really in their element when they're sort of um, out, out networking most people that I've come across in professional services just do not do anything um, whatsoever you know same in 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 the big four most people are happy uh sat you know, behind their, 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 their computer and there's no i don't criticize that at all but but it does mean there's a real opportunity for for, for people in our industry who may not necessarily they may not, might not come easy they may not feel that they're, that they're the best they may not quite know what they're doing but the fact that they get out there and do something regularly um uh, will set them apart from everybody else now i've said that to some of our junior members of staff um, uh, for them they can be very you can be very good technically uh, as a tax advisor in professional services but yeah if you're looking in the future I'm not encouraging the people I say is to, to, to look for other jobs but if you are looking for the job there are always going to be lots of tax advisors out there but if you can bring that network, bring that sort of following because you, you, you've worked on that over the, over the years and career-wise, that, 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 that's, um, that's got to be a good thing. And I, I, and, uh, and I do quite a bit of stuff on, on LinkedIn, but for me, first and foremost, it's still the traditional face-to-face -face networking, which is, is, should be the real core of your network. The LinkedIn stuff is just it's just the periphery, the, the, the stuff around the edges as far as that, certainly in our, our industry, that, that, yeah. that, that, that's my view. Yeah, okay. And just to give the listeners a view, uh, at the, well, I suppose it's not an ideal client, but typically you've obviously got a number of people working now. When, you, when you're looking at tax, what areas do you guys cover? So, what's the question of what you don't yeah, cover? You, well, it, I, mean, I, I mean, it is really. We, we're a team now of, I think, about 14 or 15, and we've got two senior technical uh, yeah, to touch wood, we've got two new senior hires coming in uh, this month, which we are quite um, uh, uh, excited about. But between us, we we cover we cover most 
areas of tax. So from VAT to IHT, we do investigations, we do you know, planning for uh, non-DOMs, you know, people becoming non-resident, you know, SMEs, uh, setting up overseas, uh, transactional uh, work and uh, you know, things like R&D. But our clients tend to come down one of two one of two shoots. Um, uh, firstly, we, we, we will deal with a lot of professional clients. Uh, accountants these days um, may not be completely up to speed uh, with, the, with, with tax changes. Um, clearly, we've got uh, an incredibly uh, flabby uh, tax code increasingly complex, and most accountants don't really want to uh, double in that so we get a lot of uh, work from accountants uh, dealing with their clients so tend to be uh, high net worth and SMEs and then we get direct clients as well so um, you know uh, direct punters such as high net worth individuals and, yeah. and, and businesses SMEs uh, themselves okay interesting and then I was going to ask and the answer is not allowed to be tax books but if you'd have any recommendation for people to read any books have you got any recommendations or where, where you kind of take it, maybe inspiration from or motivation or anything like that? Yeah, so it's, outside of the yeah, so, tolly books. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't take my um, uh, yellow tolly's book um, to bed. <laughs> uh, not anymore, anyway. Um, but um, I, 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 I do read quite a lot, and I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed to say, for somebody who did um, uh, English at um, university, I don't read a lot of fiction anymore. I, I tend really just to, to, to read non-fiction because I find it easier to pick up and, and put down. Okay. Um, but I've read some, uh, some, some interesting books um, over the, uh, the uh, probably over the last few months. Um, there's a book called Bad Blood, okay. which I read, which was about the, the Silicon Valley um, uh, it's a scandal. I think it's Theranos, uh, the, the, the company, um, who was saying, <laughs> to be fair, it, it, it's a good lesson in why the slogan always work um but that would that's i think it's by john carry really really good book i'd recommend to somebody who wants to uh, a business book um i've just read uh, another uh, biography of churchill um i think that one was andrew roberts um yeah andrew roberts um again always always a good read um mm -hmm. I think anything on churchill um and i read um uh, this is going back to the holiday which uh, in um, that had sort of um, the end of, 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 of the summer. There's a book called by a cricket, cricketer, big cricket fan, um, caught by Graham Fowler, um, and that is called what was that? Called? Yeah, it's called absolute, absolutely Foxy. I think yeah, his, his nickname was Foxy. Um, but that's interesting because it talks quite a lot about his um, uh, his, his battles with um, men mental health, and a oh, really good read. So right. I recommend that to, to 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 anybody who not necessarily a big cricket fan, but Maybe a bit of a sports fan who, who, who wants to a very honest account of uh, some struggles uh, that they've had. So that, that, that I'd really recommend that one. I'll add them uh, to the to the footnotes. So if anybody wants to find them, they're, they're on there. So, so we're in, a, in in an odd time at the moment with with uh, Corona plans. But I suppose looking at plans generally, just continue over the next year or so, just continue to grow, develop, and yeah. try and work through this transition period. I guess you might call I mean, it. I think so. It's it, it's an odd. It's not an odd position to be in because really, um, I, yeah, the, the real difference is staff have sort of dispersed to all areas of the um, 
four corners of the, of, of, of the northwest. And that's clearly a, a, a big difference. And managing that yeah, brings up its um, its own challenges. But we've, we've tended to have a, a, a morning call every morning, whether it lasts you know, two minutes or whether it lasts, um, you know, 40 minutes. Depend, yeah, entirely, it just, just depends on... On, on, on the day, in some, in, in, in some uh, respects, probably people, some people get more exposure than they would um, in the office because clearly people aren't out um, at meetings or in London or overseas or anything like that. So th that's been that's been okay. Other than that, in, in terms of um, uh, finances, um, so in, other than that, we've had um, we had a couple of clients, really sadly, we had a couple of clients who have died, um, which is you know, really, really awful. Uh, one, one of those cases, um, uh, yeah, the writing was on the wall and, and uh, yeah, the, the family wanted to make sure this person uh, and, and the individual themselves, that they, they got their IHC planning in place. So it's you know, fairly grim uh, where you're kind of rushing around for two days um, yeah. trying to get documents signed before the inevitable happens. Uh, not brilliant, um, but... On the more positive, we haven't had any clients touch wood who have suffered you know, real sort of terminal uh, financial effects of coronavirus. And in terms of our own business, if you will, you know, as, as I do now and again, go on zero and have a look at our, our figures um, and, and, and see what's going on. There's been no change at all. In the last couple of months have been probably our strongest in the last um couple of years so it's, it's very easy it's very easy to go in, in in your shell and and who knows maybe that's that that's the right decision but i've taken i've taken a view and with angela that actually you know let, let's keep going let's keep trying to grow the business and as i said before we've got a couple of people starting there's no intention to furlough or get rid of any staff um at the moment early days who knows six eight yeah. weeks time i might be eating my words but um at the moment it's you know kind of over the, top, over the top plan really yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no stay positive absolutely and people want to reach out to you how would how's the best way to reach out to you andy yeah i mean uh, i mean i'm i'm there on on linkedin if anybody wants to find me or alternatively yeah, i'm quite happy if somebody wants to send me uh, an email i'm sure you can probably put my yep. email somewhere on on, yep. on 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 this but yeah i'm quite happy if anybody wants to drop me a line uh, say hello um great. whatever that'd be great Okay, great. I appreciate your time today. It's been very informative. It is. It's been enjoyable. Thanks, Martin. Yeah, thank you. Cool. Bye.